Hello, welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. You can find us on the internet at babyboomertales.com. There are links to where you can hear our podcast. Also pictures of where most of these tales originated and a link to where you can buy our book. I'm happy to be with you today. The title of today's episode is The Color Wheel. When I was a kid, we always put our Christmas tree in the front window and we lived on the hill in the house, two-story house, and the windows were quite large. And you could see that tree even from downtown and we would decorate it with ornaments and lots of tinsel. I remember throwing the tinsel on the tree and my mom would be saying, now Jim, put the tinsel on one little piece at a time and hang it like so. And I would take a handful and I'd kind of throw it up in the air and come down and kind of land in four or five different places. And I thought that was the greatest thing. And my brothers and my sister and I would help mom decorate that tree. And we'd have quite the tree and it'd really show off. When I got a little bit older, my dad came bringing home an aluminum tree I cannot say that word, aluminum tree. And we put it up and we had ornaments on it, and but there was no tinsel. But the whole deal with the aluminum tree was that we had this color wheel and you plugged it in. A little motor would turn these colors on this wheel that were probably cellophane, different colors. There was kind of a yellow, orange, and a red and a blue and a green and it would turn it and so for a few seconds it would be yellowish orange and then it would turn to red then it would turn to blue and then it would turn to green and that aluminum would sparkle and shine off of that light on that color wheel shining on it and it would do that for hours and hours and hours and you could see it from downtown and you could definitely see it as you drove by our house on the street. And I kind of missed the live Christmas tree where you knocked it over and the water would spill all over the rug and maybe the cat would do whatever it did and Fritzy the dog would drink out of the water and in the base of the tree. And there were a couple houses that had those aluminum trees, I remember that. Years later, I think we had abandoned that tree and went back to a regular traditional tree. But I was in a rock and roll band and I went up in the attic and I found that color wheel. And that was all part of our band. We'd be playing Hey There Little Red Riding Hood or Louie Louie or Kicks Just Keep Getting Harder to Find. And for a while we'd be orange and then we'd be red and then we'd be blue. And then we'd be green. And then we'd be orange again. Some bands had expensive light shows and we had a color wheel. That was pretty good for 1966 in a very small little town where we're playing eighth grade dances and whatever. It was all part of the band. All part of our being cool. After I got to be about 18 or 19 and I'd moved back home for a while, and I had a bedroom in the basement. In my bedroom, I 
decorated it with a pink bathroom rug that had a picture of a peacock with his tail feathers all plumed out. A bathroom rug hung on the wall. Also had a neon Coors beer sign. Another one of my lights was an aquarium with these fish swimming around and bubbling away. And my color wheel. And I'd be sitting there on the floor on some pillows on the floor, incense burning, playing the moody blues, and the room would be yellowish orange, and then it'd be red. Then the room changed to a deep, wonderful blue, and then it turned green. Then yellowish orange again. And I thought that room was very special. My dad had come down, opened the door and goes, why don't you turn some lights on? What is burning in this room? Will you uh, put that color wheel up? You're going to wear it out and all that. Well, I'm sure I probably lost that color wheel in one of my moving around gypsy lifestyle I had. I probably packed it in some kind of guitar case and carried it to one of my new destinations and left it or got it stolen came across a picture of it the other day. I'm going to put it on my Facebook page. The memories of that color wheel and how many years I was associated with it is an amazing thing. It reminds me of my dad and how proud he was of that tree and how all of his kids thought this is weird stuff. Who has an aluminum Christmas tree? But I think we warmed up to it. Probably someone told us it was cool. I have no idea what happened to the tree. I know I didn't take that. But when I saw that picture of that color wheel, all those memories of Christmases gone by with my family, how we decorated the tree before the aluminum tree and during the aluminum tree eras, rushed in on me. I can remember my mom so vividly, how she had saved ornaments for special occasions and how she wanted that tinsel to be just right, and I was so stubborn, I just had to just chuck it up on there. Things that were a lifetime ago, but they were an experience of a lifetime. My dad's old store, he had a park on the side of the store. There are telephone poles laying down there so a car wouldn't bump into the building. And there's a couple places on Main Street that you could park. But when he built his new store, there was no parking on Main Street. There's like three places in the front of the store. And during the five o'clock rush, that store would be full of people and wouldn't accommodate all those people to park. So he had a parking lot in the back of the store. And he had to drive to the end of the block and turn and then turn down the alley and go down the alley until he found his parking lot behind the store and park. And you could enter into the store through the back door. That's where he parked and everybody that worked at the store parked. And my dad would always pull up and then back into the spot at the end of the parking lot right by the alley. And he backed right behind two power poles or telephone poles, but they were spaced probably about six foot, seven foot apart. And my dad just cozied up back of those and parked. And that's where he parked for years. Well, after I turned 16 and I started driving, 
I was a pretty good driver, except I had one very bad habit. And thank goodness I'm over that anymore, but it took me about a year to figure it out, maybe two years. I would back into things. I know I didn't look in my mirrors very well, and back then you had a side mirror on the driver's side, but a lot of vehicles did not have a side mirror on the passenger's side. So you had to turn your head and look in your rearview mirror up above the dash and do the best you could, but no mirrors in the world would help you if you didn't look in them before you started backing. One time, I was down at Bill's Modern Court with my cousin Ray, and we decided to go somewhere, and we piled in my car, and I put that sucker in reverse and tore backwards, and BAM! I backed right into this guy that was parked back there trying to check into the motel, just plowed right into this car. I did that several times in several different circumstances. Thank goodness I just ran into cars and things like that, not over somebody. Anymore before I back up, I look and I look and I look. And my wife's car has, you know, a camera and you look and that's weird, but I try to use it. One of my philosophies of backing up is don't back up any further than you have to. I taught myself that from backing up much further than I had to and not looking where I was backing. One time my dad said, take my truck and deliver these groceries to Mrs. So-and-so. So I'd go out to his truck and I put the groceries in the front of the truck and the cab of the truck. And I got in and he's backed right there. There was the two power poles and I looked at it I thought, I don't know why he doesn't just pull between those power poles. He can be right in the alley. I didn't understand why he would pull up and then back around and bypass those power poles. So I decided I was going to just back up between them. Piece of cake. It was a piece of cake. Well, the first thing I did is I crunched in the door of his brand new Ford pickup. That sucker wasn't two weeks old, and I crunched in that door on the passenger side on the pole on the right. I cussed myself a little, and pulled up a little, and thought, well, I can do this. I can do this. So I adjusted everything, and I backed up again, and I crunched in the door on the driver's side. I pulled up. I got out, and I looked at that truck. I didn't know what to do. I was beyond being in trouble, so I just turned the engine off and I walked home. I didn't deliver the groceries and I didn't tell my dad. I was never allowed to drive that pickup ever again. I have not driven it. My brother John owns that truck today and I should ask him if I could drive it just so I could put all that behind me. Brand new pickup and I crunched in both doors. Before that time, when I was about 13, it was Christmas Eve. It was getting late in the afternoon. My dad said he was going to close early, and, and he was kind of busy. And he said, Jim, go on home. Help your mom with Christmas. I'll be there as soon as I can get this store closed. So I went out the back door of that new store and started walking towards the alley, and I had to walk right past my dad's pickup. When I was a boy, I had sports games. If I wasn't making it up and playing in the yard, 
or playing down in the park with my friends. I had like board games or electric football or I had this basketball game where you pull back a lever and you could shoot from different areas of the court into the basket. I had several different a horse racing game and all this kind of stuff but I wanted a hockey game. I wanted a hockey game so much. Those little guys you could slide them back and forth and it was kind of like a foosball table, only not as advanced. And it didn't have a ball, it had a puck. So when you shot the puck, it might move, what, 15 inches, 2 feet, and then stop. The hockey rink itself was probably over 3 foot long and a couple feet wide. It had these little guys that you slide back and forth. And I wanted that so bad. As I was walking towards the house... And walking past my dad's truck, I looked over there and there's a bunch of boxes and stuff in the back of his truck. It was snowing and it was peaceful and it was Christmas Eve. I stopped and I walked over and I looked. I brushed the snow off some of the boxes and there was the hockey game. I really didn't think I was going to get it. Probably didn't deserve it. I got so excited and it took everything in me to keep that a secret until Christmas morning. As hard-nosed as my dad was, and as much as he didn't realize, and as much as he didn't agree with sports and sports games and chasing a ball and thinking about Mickey Mantle and all of that, somewhere inside him, he knew my heart. I'm sure he knew me better than I knew myself. Mom and Dad got me that hockey game. And even though I discovered it before Christmas, I was so thankful and acted so surprised. I can't remember what else was in the back of that pickup truck, but it was gifts for all us kids, I'm sure. Shoot, I wasn't interested in what they were getting. I, I was into getting a hockey game. Great memory for me. A lot better memory than wrecking his truck a couple years later. As we prepare for the Christmas season, just remember to be kind. Somebody out there really needs it. I'll be back next Wednesday. <laughs>